0: In bottles, for two Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey, we're going to be talking today about the filthy rich. The filthy, the richest. The richest New Zealanders. <laughs> it's, it's, a, the, it's a goodie, eh? Who runs New Zealand? Yeah, New York. The Rich List is something that comes out each year and it's run by the National Business Review. I reckon before we get into this, this will get cancelled eventually, eh? Yeah, probably. You won't be able to have a Rich List because <coughs> it'll be... I wonder what the comments and shit say underneath, you know? Oh, they would be brutal. Reckon, yeah. Well, you should be Turks. Oh, you can guarantee that. Oh, yeah. uh, so we thought we'd go through and have a look at some of these because what spurred this on is that someone messaged the keep the change profile and said is the the best way to get rich and wealthy in this country is through property and I said oh like that's probably what the middle class is taught and mm. led to believe but I said if you check the rich list have a look and see how much of those people, how many of those people are uh in property. Like that's property has been the thing that's made them their money. And they came back and they said 16 out of 20 people in 2019. And I thought, the fuck? Like, surely not. Because I don't even know who's on the list. So then I Googled the 2022 list. And if I run you through the top 10, <laughs> from the top Graham Hart, $12 billion. The Todd family, parent company of Nova Energy and Todd Energy, $4.3 billion. So he's three times, worth three times, the second family you know Graham Hart's an interesting dude too
1: eh? and that story doesn't get told enough in New Zealand Um, should we get him on the pod yeah I'll
0: invite him eh okay he'll probably be listening so (laughs) just hit us up mate (laughs) Um, the third one the Goodman family investments all around the world 3.5 billion the Mowbray family leaders of Zuru a toy manufacturer in China 3 billion you've probably thrown some of their balloons around the place uh, Michael Friendlader, businessman, $2.4 billion. Sir Peter Jackson and Dame Fran Walsh, film producer and screenwriter, 1700000000 billion. I've never watched The Lord <coughs> of the Rings, but I'd imagine that's probably where some of the cash has come from. Uh, the Telly family, Telly's group's worth $1.6 billion. According to this, Bruce Plested, chairman and founder of Main Freight, $1.45 billion. Rod Drury, he started zero. well, one of the founders. Tech entrepreneur, $1.3 billion. And Bob Jones, investor, 1150000000 Mm-hmm. Now, mate, on there, I cannot see anyone who has a residential property portfolio.
1: No. No. I think it's a bit of a... I do think, like, in my industry, in mortgage industry, I do think that um, for sort of, I don't know, like middle class, run of the mill, you just want to get on, have a good life, do your work and then retire and, you know, maybe have a little nice retirement. I do think, like, one rental property with no debt on it at retirement time is quite a good idea. Yeah. Just to top up, you know, if you get an extra 50 or 60k a year rolling in from rent, um, that means you're going to live out a pretty nice life on top of buddy pensions and Kiwi savers and whatever else you've got going on.
0: Working a couple of days a week, hopefully,
1: <coughs> maybe. Yep. Um, but that is not how you become Graham Hardy eh? No. Or by the looks of it, any of these people on
0: here. No. Mm. Um, I guess the thing that, a lot of these people will be doing, though, is they'll be storing their wealth in property. They can do,
1: yeah. Not um, all of it, but some of it. Like, round in St. Helios, you can see, well, you can't really see it from the road where Graham Hart's house is. Um, you can see it when you're out on the boat, and it's fucking impressive. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, I guess it is a store of wealth for them, but, I mean, it's a they've taken a lot of risk and a lot of a lot of uh time and effort to get the the value of their um businesses and assets and things up to that value and then it your mindset would change probably like mm. if you've got 12 billion dollars worth of net worth you're probably uh into a bit less risk and more of a protective mindset to try and maintain the wealth for as long as possible rather than rolling the dice and i think but all of these people would have rolled the dice yeah hard and it wasn't on
0: buying a rental. Mm. It was it was business. Rod Drury for instance <laughs> 1.3 billion.
1: He's Mr Z- is he Mr Zero?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that business didn't turn a profit for fuck knows how long. Ages. I remember the stories of
1: it eh? being um running at a loss for so long. Mm. Um and then the share price was going up as well and people were betting on its future value and everything, right? I yep. remember this going crazy.
0: Yeah, I think it's all come back now. But again, it just shows you that the business and then getting it right through to being able to list it on the Australian Stock Exchange or New Zealand Stock Exchange as well. And then more people investing in that blows up the value and then yep. that original person with the, the shareholding becomes worth Is he an accountant? More. Don't think so. Hmm. Interesting story as well. While we're there The largest in a- accountant in New Zealand Is Henry Henry.co.nz Which mm. is a software to help people do their taxes That are self-employed I think you know it Yep And that person is not The CEO and co-founder Is not an accountant There's no accountants that started it Really? So our biggest accountant in our industry Is not an accountant So you never needed that CA thing? Y- yeah correct Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I mean, look, there'd be a few people yeah, that are probably listening like, damn it. Um, oh, wow, that's impressive. Cool, eh? It, yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I am uh, I'm. was supposed to do a podcast with him for Next Advisory, and then he got dragged into a meeting, and so we had to postpone it. But I think that's awesome, because it's real cool disruption of our space. But obviously, a lot of people don't like that, because they are like, oh, what would he know about accounting? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're doing things and we should be doing that We're the accountants. But it just shows that any industry can be completely disrupted and you Mm. don't need to be an expert in that space to step in and completely own
1: it. I wonder how, um, because my partner uses Henry, it's pretty cool software, eh? Mm. Um, And very easy to understand and use and, you know, the money just turns up in your bank account and all the things that we consider
0: headaches are taken care of so yeah. it's pretty clever I, I mean if they can scale that to different um you know like companies and different situations and then countries yeah yeah <laughs> wow. they're scaling into australia already and yeah we're going to have a, the accounting industry and accountants going to have a huge problem on their hands yeah. yeah yeah that's cool eh so looking forward to seeing how that plays out but uh, a number of these families i'd never even well most of them i'd sort of heard of but it's amazing to think that we have so many billionaires in the country, isn't it? Yeah, well, they probably stay pretty quiet because everyone with tall poppy syndrome would rip them to shit if they were out the media and stuff, you know, so. Because I'm sure someone will go, well, if Graham Hart's got $12 billion, which he won't have $12 billion, he's got $12 billion of wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to liquidate absolutely everything to try and turn it into cash. Oh, why doesn't he just give some of that to the five million Kiwis, we'd all have way more money, <laughs> yeah. well I asked the same question to the government, yeah, exactly, I think. <laughs> that's what they've been doing, yeah printed <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Graham Sto- Hart's story is pretty cool
1: i f- I think it's that he was a young guy working for his dad in, in trucking or something, driving trucks, and then got into the trucking industry and then got into uh like freight and boxes and mm. um I think he was Carter Holt Harvey as well. And he's done a few deals where he's like, bought businesses, stripped them out, kept the good bits, sold off the ship bits and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, just a really strategic
0: sounding businessman, eh? I guess this list gives (coughs) people an ability to go away, like search this and find this list and go and research these people if you're interested and figure out how they did it. Because there's always something to be learned from these people, but... We live in a world where instead of doing that, we want to find why we don't like them. They're Mm. probably not paying enough tax, or who did they stand on? Who did they exploit to get there? And all that sort of stuff. Or I know that they did this and that was bad. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Don't over here. I think it was the lunch,
1: eh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was good before the lunch. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's just
0: just go and read the stories and find out what you can about them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty inspiring stuff. I see on there, there's Tally's group, 1.6 billion. I've seen, they've been in the media massively about some kind of treating staff poorly and all these different types of things. I'd imagine that all of these people, they'll be shit on them, but probably same for you and I and every person in the world. Mm. But once people start to get a bit more traction or visibility or success, the old Kiwi psyche kicks in of, oh, we should... Focus on that negative thing that they've done or that mistake they made, and yeah. tell them why they shouldn't. And someone deserve that's all, all that one
1: point seven billion or whatever doesn't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's good luck trying to get you, get them to care about you.
0: We did the podcast on the tax, the ability to sell a business tax free, mm. and I think the. Richless is always a good reminder of, yes, we do get taught in New Zealand that we a lot of us get taught, oh, you get, you get rich through property, that's the way to get ahead. And like you said before, yep, it's because that's quite achievable for
1: the everyday Kiwi. It's very basic. You save a deposit, go to the bank, go to Mikey, get a mortgage, buy the home, the reserve bank, prints money,
0: devalues the dollar, scarce asset rises. Wow it's as simple as that so it's underwritten and has been for the last four decades by of course the if government. you think
1: that it's not going to continue over the next like 20 years too I mean if, unless we have a really global economic serious problem um, they're going to turn the printers back on at some point to fix problems and it will happen again yeah <laughs> so um, it's easy and there's a textbook for it but it's not a it's not
0: 12 billion dollars worth of Rank group Graham Hartwell. <laughs> no, or even it's not how he did it. One point, like, is there a residential investor out there?
1: Residential. No, nah, there's, Bob, there's Bob Jones on there, but has a lot of his stuff's office buildings and commercial, and um, but it looks like everything else is actual product productivity creation.
0: Christchurch businessman climbs list. One of the list big winners was Mark Shield of Christchurch. His wealth pet skyrocketed food. after selling Ziwi, a premium pet food company, last year for more than $1 billion. Mm, and there's a guy in New Zealand at the moment, he's actually just come out of hospital,
1: um, who owns Hampton Downs. Okay. And he's an Aussie, Tony Quinn. Oh, yeah. And he sold his company, I think it was VIP Pet Foods in Australia, before coming here, $4 billion. So apparently we need to get into the pet food business,
0: mate. Pets, eh? People will spend so much money on pets. It's Uh, like a child. So Graham Hart, our top dog, he left Mount Roskill Grammar on his 15th birthday. There you go. Hart worked as a tow truck driver and panel beater before starting his business at the age of 18. After owning a small printing business, he brought the government printing office in 1990 before moving to Burns, Philp, Goodman Fielder and Carter Holt. Now in his mid-60s, the businessman has built his fortune in the packaging and building supplies industries. This is basically on the back of his investment, slade sled of heart topping the rich list. He's one of the top ones that has benefited greatly off the back of the pandemic. So which a lot of people wouldn't like. Mm. Again, he didn't make the rules. He didn't set the conditions. Nah, He's but he was ready to play them. Yeah, played <coughs> the game. Yeah, I think the uh,
1: the thing about, you know, like we had the Green Party talking about, I see Chloe on that on heart that about... Um, you know, the, the K-shaped thing that happened during COVID, you know, and the wealth that was generated and, and made. Um, I, I reckon people that got wealthy out of the pandemic, apart from like big farmer and stuff, I think people that like owned assets, for example, they would prefer if they could go back and not have the pandemic. I'd rather have that two years life back. Yeah. Like, it's not their fault. It wasn't, it was Adrian who printed the started the pr- the go button on the printer, mate, <laughs> and lowered rates and stuff, and, and the government that gave the handout. So, yeah, I don't know about just blaming the wealthy on that. It doesn't make sense in my head.
0: I saw a really cool saying the other day, and I think it was from Alex Hormosey. It was, when I was 21, I wanted to be a millionaire, and when I was a millionaire, I wanted to be 21 again. Yeah, there you go. Like, you'd give time back for it, eh? Yeah, and I think Ro- uh, Warren Buffett always talks about that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Another article here. So there's a, I guess the other thing to think about. South Island property developers, not residential property owners. Not they've got ten rental properties. South Island property developers Chris and Michaela Mian and Hawke's Bay farmers Mark and Paul apatu um, among New Zealand's uh, new, new names added to the wealth list this, this year. Uh, the Meehan's rose to prominence last year with the public listing. So they've listed their company on the stock exchange of Winton Land, named after the Southland town where Chris grew up. The company raised $350 million in an IPO in December and aims to create about $5 billion worth of new developments, including an expansion of high-end retirement villages. Again, it's an example of someone going, okay, if everyone believes that the way to get wealthy in New Zealand is property and we all believe there's a housing shortage, what shall I do? Oh, I'll try and solve the problem and raise a whole heap of money to do it. Mm. Not, oh, well, I'll, why don't I just buy 10 rentals? Then I'll end yeah, up with a rich yeah. list. Like, no, you've got to solve problems to then gather wealth by adding value. What else have we got on here? Um, the twos enter the list with $120 million, thanks to their farm, which produces vegetables from a 2,500 hectare block of land in Orhawks Bay. The business was started by their father, Ken, in the 1960s. Put intergenerational wow, stuff cool. going on there. The COVID pandemic has had mixed consequences for the country's wealthy elite. MBR said, while values are generally increased largely due to rising property prices, shock, uh, and greater demand for key products and services, the disruption from COVID has not been kind to all. One winner was Christchurch businessman Mark Stewart, who's, uh, that's the pet food one. However, Jim and Rosemary Delegate have slipped down the list after global supply chain issues dragged on winemaker performance. Mm, mm. Oh, Disappearing from the list entirely is George Fistonish with the receivership of Villa Maria, the household wine label he founded. So it's not all um, you know sunshine and rainbows. Wow, from
1: yeah, going on the rich list to receivership.
0: Yeah, that's uh, scary, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I guess the the key, as always, mate, is to try and learn from these people. Yeah, I think um, to do this
1: stuff, you have to be in like a pretty high risk mindset too, and these guys. Rare because they pulled it off and achieved it Mm. yeah if it was easy
0: there'd be way more people on that list (laughs) yes (laughs) and yeah there'd be more people doing it and of course these people like you say have to take risk but along the way as well they hire people they give people jobs they add value to the economy they inspire people they then go and spend their wealth they do things with the money so don't just focus on oh you know because what will eventually happen I reckon is it'll be like this is disgusting. Why are we celebrating these people? That's the path we're probably going down. And I don't know if this is a celebration, it's just someone's theory of how much these people are worth and trying to keep a list because people naturally will be interested in this each year.
1: I also do wonder how they get these numbers. Oh, like, surely some of it's yarns, eh? Yeah, have like to who be. are they just calling up, Graham? Hey, mate, what's your net worth at the moment? Just, yeah. Just check your keep the change spreadsheet, please. <laughs> Yeah, what do you got <laughs> down there, mate? And have you got any crypto? Uh, <laughs> by, the
0: time, by the time that this article goes to print, <laughs> it might be inaccurate. But I think there's actually a, a magazine that might come out each year. But um, yeah, I mean, this might be a thing. It might not be a thing. But again, at the same time, I think it's smart to have a look at these people and try and work out, okay, like what, what does this teach me? What's the lesson here? I thought I found this image Where this is back in 1987, but it's real blurry. But the top of the list was the Todd family with 700 million in 1987. So that was just before I was born. So now. 4.3. Yeah. 4.3 billion now. But Graham Hart. They've done a good job of keeping up with inflation. Big time. And who else we got? They're energy providers, right? Yep. Over energy. John Spencer, 665 million. I can't really read this list, but it's all people I've never really heard of. But I guess it just shows that it, it does change, right, as well. Oh, the Goodman family were there with 165, and I think they were they were still on our list in 2022. So you could go back and study this in prior years. 2016, for instance, Graham Hart, $7 billion. And now, what did we say? twelve? Yep. Goodman family on there, Stephen Jennings, Sir Michael Fay, Sir Douglas Myers... Um the Todd family, Richard Chan. These Chandler. numbers are astonishing, A eh? billions. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> so the more you dig into this, you can start your brain starts to go like, wow, what's uh what's been driving this? What's going on? What yeah, who was who was what in what year? You but can see
1: who drops in and comes out and then see disruptions that have happened and mm. it's quite cool. Rod Drury. I think it's cover. something like um like business is a risky place, eh? I think there's something like forty nine of the Fortune 500 companies in the US are still the same as 30 years ago wow yeah crazy eh so like if you become one of the big boys and have a company that is you know doing these big numbers and is worth a huge number and stuff you definitely have a target on your back and just like all these accountants, Henry's going to come along and try and—that's right—rock the boat. And guess what? You weren't ready. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to take it out. Yeah. You can fight the tide. Yeah. Or you can try and go <laughs> with it. Out of, yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's it's impressive stuff. I mean, it's the same with Zero, right? Zero's a pretty gangster software. Mm. <laughs> um, we see it all the time. So yeah, interesting. Did I you think m- just go and look at it, think about why these people move around on this list and what's happened, and ask the questions.
0: Yeah, there we go. Our deep dive, very quick deep dive into the rich list. As always, keep an open mind and see what you can learn from these people. Have a think about what value they're providing, what solution they've created, and then maybe even go and dig deeper into their lives. Is there anything, if that's your thing, you know, you might be inspired by what they've done and their journey that they've had. But uh, a good list of people to be learning from if you've got an open mind in this area. I, I
1: I feel it. I, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. i ready to do it.